This is episode 89 of Alternative Fact Chicago. Back after a week off, this is Behan again with... Kate, hey, how's it going? How are you? Good. It's been a minute, Miss Ben. A minute, forgot what your uh, voice sounded like. It sounds like this. I know. It's been <laughs> quite a while. You've I'm very so excited. 89 is a good episode. That's the year I was born. Oh, yeah? Just saying, yeah. Shout out, Dirty 30 this year. So, it's a good year. Where you gonna? You gotta do something big for your thirtieth birthday. So I am. Um, Well, I'm looking at a couple places right now: Costa Rica or Dominican Republic. I'm planning it out. It just depends um, on my friends at the moment, like what what they're more willing to do. So it's in the works. I'll know soon. I did my dirty thirty in Vegas. Amazing times. Couldn't go wrong there. You, You you always when people are like. What are you doing for your thirtieth birthday? I'm like, they're like not doing anything. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's crazy. You only turn you know, I, I'll say like the common misconception that a lot of people have is like, oh, I don't want to plan my own thirtieth birthday. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Part of being an adult is planning your own birthday, and that way you know something's gonna happen. I feel Absolutely. like that's everybody's issue. All my friends are like, I don't want to plan my own thirtieth, and I'm like, I definitely want to plan my own thirtieth. That's exactly <laughs> what I want to do. Because sure. then I know then, I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to exactly, do something. Y'all exactly. can come or not. I don't care. Then you're stuck with your friends planning a birthday that you don't want to do. Or exactly. if they procrastinate, that's not what you want to do. And it's a crappy birthday. Always and that's plan what your own always birthday. happens. Agreed. That's part of growing up. That's a life lesson right there. <laughs> then you can tell people <laughs> what we're doing. This is what it is. Buy your tickets. Get your hotels. Mm-hmm. And meet me there. For sure. Exactly. See? Life lessons from Kate and B Hunt right here. <laughs> I like it. Where the hell have you been <laughs> the last week? I, I know we have a shot fill up, which I'll recap in a minute. Gosh. You have been so busy. We cannot keep up with your life. The, the fans want to know where the hell have you been? Man, it's just honestly been really, really crazy. I've had my uh, hands in a lot of different honey pots that I can't really disclose on mm-hmm. here because some people listen to that <laughs> told me to listen to the podcast and I don't want them to know I got um, what I'm doing. But we've been really busy at work. I've been really busy with like other side projects. And then um, randomly, my roommate told me he wanted to uh, not renew our lease and not live together. So I've oh, been wow. having like a mental breakdown trying to like find a new place while I have all these other things going on. And I was about to sign on a new apartment today in Edgewater. And mm-hmm. then um, yesterday he texted me like, JK, let's renew the lease. Wow. So we're doing that instead now. We're going to do it for another year. Because he really realized that 
he couldn't afford to move because moving is freaking expensive. Absolutely. So, um, so I'm, I'm actually like pretty grateful because I really wasn't, I had not saved up to move either. So I wasn't prepared, but, um, but yeah, so that's been my life. It's been freaking nuts. And then, um, I think, you know, but I haven't talked about it a lot on air, but my grandmother has Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. um, and it's getting like super severe. So that's been like an issue a lot lately. So, you know, I'm just taking it one day at a time right now. You know what? And I'm glad you're doing that. You seem in good spirits today. So I'm glad that all is okay. Yeah, all is okay. How have you been in the last two weeks? I haven't talked to you. Well, obviously, last week, you know, two weeks ago, we had the episode with Shad Phillips. We're great. Mm-hmm. It got great feedback. Uh, uh, by the way, Rashad's doing a, a lot of big things on the NBA front, on the draft lottery front. A, a lot of teams are looking at him as like an NBA draft, like insider. He's been on a ton of podcasts outside of Alternative Fact Chicago. In terms of the feedback, like people that have listened have said it's been one of, of the best interviews, conversations to date. I mean, he just knows the stuff from the NBA, the draft to like future prospects, like what teams need to improve. So it was a great conversation. So shout out. Thank you to Rashad Phillips. Make sure you find him on all social media. Um, he is the owner of Sports Talk 2319. Um, obviously, he is all over social media as well, too, and on a lot of podcasts. So you'll probably see him soon, probably for an NBA team, not necessarily in the GM focus, but somewhere in their front office. I know it's his future plans or even on a television show um, here in the next year or so. I know he has a lot in the works. He cannot announce, but I think we will see him on TV a lot more very soon. So shout out to him. But outside of that, I mean, at Tampa, I'd love it here. Great city. I mean, it's getting freaking hot. I think it's going to be over (laughs) 100 plus degrees this weekend. I mean, it's just getting to the point where during the daytime, you really can't be outside because it's just hot, it's humid, it'll yep. rain sometimes, but it'll rain for like five minutes, and then it'll get sunny again, but the weather's been great this week. It, it, <laughs> and then the hot, concrete so. just like has steam coming <laughs> off it. Yes, yes. I remember, it's very yes. similar to the weather in South Georgia. When I first moved here, everyone was like, oh, are you ready for the humidity? And I was like, bruh, talk about me <laughs> talking about humidity. Like, you've <laughs> never lived in South Georgia or Florida. Like, that stuff is not, it's unreal. Exactly. So I'm getting used to it. Uh, I, I can't complain. I mean, I hear people complain about weather in the Midwest. I'm like, you know what? It's 97 degrees here. You can come visit if you want to. If not, oh well. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's been a busy couple of weeks, but uh, I'm glad it's Memorial Day weekend. I, I get to chill, hang out. We'll talk about what I'll be doing here in a little bit. And then the following weekend, I actually get to come back to the Midwest. I will be in Detroit. Uh, for four days to get to see the fam and catch up there. So um, definitely plan to get back to Chicago sometime soon. I definitely have to this summer. I have some things in the works, so that will be announced. But, yeah, busy stuff. But you know what? All is good. Awesome. Nice, nice. So before we get our topics, we should definitely plug our social media. What's going on there? Yeah, make sure you're joining us in the conversation on Facebook. You can follow us at Alternative Fact Chicago. Um, We're always posting articles that we talk about on here, some that we don't get too so there's always good conversation happening on facebook also on instagram same handle and on twitter at a chicago you can follow me on twitter kate hassett that's c-a-i-t and then on uh instagram kate no jenner yep and you can find me on instagram and twitter at behun1984 once again that's b-h-u-n 1984 
84. Thanks for mentioning our Facebook, Alternative Fact Chicago. Uh, we love the dialogue on there as well, too. So always hit us up at alternativefactschicago at gmail.com for our email address, all sponsorships, show ideas, anything you want to know. We are always responsive, and we'll get back to you as well. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, anywhere you can find us on your favorite podcast outlet at Alternative Fact Chicago. So we appreciate it. The listeners, the fan base is still growing 89 episodes in. So we appreciate it. And we cannot and never will be able to do it without you, the listeners. So thank you all so much. So. All right. So we're kind of deciding, like, what should we talk about first today? It's been obviously a lot going on in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> we will never be able to recap the last two weeks. And that is a OK. You know what? Sometimes I kind of like and appreciate sometimes like taking a week uh, before recording again, just for the simple fact that it takes time for like stories to digest. Um, there's a lot of things you can decide to like pick. Like, should we talk about what not? Should we talk about a lot of times, obviously recording week to week over time. Sometimes it's just a slow week. Like shit's just not moving. It's just not a lot to talk about. We'll have to like force topics. So, you know what? Sometimes it's good to have an extra week and record. I know if people complain like, why don't you have an episode this week? I'm like, bro, life happens. <laughs> <laughs> Do they really complain to you? Dude, I get people all the time. Like, they're pissed. They're like, they'll text oh. me. Some, because sometimes, obviously, our episode's up by Thursday morning. And if it's not up by Thursday morning, I'll probably, like, put an announcement somewhere on social media. But if it's not up by Friday morning, oh, man, people are pissed. Like, yo, bro, where's the episode at? <laughs> like, <dude>. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yes. So, I'm, I'm, I mean, I get it. Our show's the shit. I do get it. People like to listen. <laughs> But you know what? Life happens sometimes, and things do come up. But we, yeah, we we try to be as consistent as can be. But anyway, going off on a tangent there. So first, we did want to talk about this was posted on Twitter and social media. Teen Mom two star Janelle Evans, which she sucks. Obviously, we know that. But there's a bigger <laughs> story behind that. So um, this past week, oh. um, there was a Teen Mom two reunion, which I definitely did not watch. I'm sure you did not watch either. <laughs> No. Um, but there was a clip going around from <laughs> Nessa. Obviously, she's an MTV host. She is in a relationship with former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick. And in that article, which I thought was great, she took the time, obviously, to specifically call out Janelle Evans because in some previous posts in the past, Janelle Evans has made some comments in regards to Colin Kaepernick, who obviously she probably didn't know she would be facing against Nessa on the Team Mom 2 reunion. So in that said quote, or, or in certain times, she did call her out saying that, um, I guess one quote, Janelle said, let's choose the most disrespected guy in the NFL for our promos, talking about Nike, just saying how she's not going to support Nike anymore for supporting someone like Colin Kaepernick. Also one of the posts in which they showed on air at the reunion saying Donald Trump's unemployment rate is so low, even Colin Kaepernick found a job. America. Nessa did her job in rebuttal trying to have a conversation saying that Colin Kaepernick did these things to, you know, fight and support those in oppression against, you know, cops and people that do police brutality and do crimes and get off on these said things. Janelle Evans, obviously being a whiner and a complainer, were stormed off, said it was not the right time, said it was her story talking about the team's mom two show and should not have brought this up at this uh, time. So my question to you, we can discuss the right message, wrong message. Was this the right time on air for Team Mom 2 for Nessa to confront Janelle in the situation? 
I mean, if we're going to be completely honest, like, no. She, Nessa had no right to say anything about it. So, so the issue that came up was Amber Portwood, another mom on Team Mom 2, was basically, like, talking smack about Janelle. And I, and I literally died when you said when you started talking about it, you were like, and she sucks. Um, because <laughs> literally, this is the only way we can sum up Janelle. If you don't watch Teen Mom, if you didn't watch Teen Mom 2, we'll just let you know, like, this girl sucks. Like, she has sucked from the beginning. I used to be a huge Teen Mom 2 fan um, in college. We used to watch it every single Tuesday. Teen Mom Tuesday, we would drink wine and watch the show. And she <laughs> just sucks. And she always has. Now. With that being said, you can tell from her tweets that she sucks. You can tell from watching any of the recaps from the fact that she stormed out. You can just tell she sucks. She always freaking had. But <laughs> first, she didn't know. I guarantee you she's that dumb that she didn't know that Colin Kaepernick was dating Nessa. She didn't know they were together. She probably has no idea who Nessa is. She probably is so full of her damn self that she didn't even stop to think about who was interviewing her before she came on the show. Like, probably none of them did. And so she right. didn't know. And so... Nessa was interviewing her and the question was because Amber Portwood had basically gone around talking crap about Janelle and so like that was the question and that's how it all came in and then Nessa was like oh clap back but didn't you actually do this to my boyfriend Colin Kaepernick and oh yeah I have the tweets to prove it and so it was a little was it a little uncalled for? Absolutely. It had nothing to do with what was going on but Teen Mom 2 is not the most popular show anymore like I feel like MTV needs the press like I feel like Teen Mom 2 needs the press like they're not the most famous of all of the renditions like there's plenty of other shows and when shows right. come out this often especially like shows that they're trying to sign on for another season like I feel like they absolutely need all the press they can get so was it a good move yes and also Janelle sucks. Like, she should have to answer <laughs> for that. Like, you can't just go, like, condemning brands. Like, no offense, but you really don't know what you're talking about. Like, the whole rant, the whole tweet about Colin Kaepernick was just ridiculous. She's just saying, like, I will never shop at Nike. And then, like, oh, yeah, I like Adidas better. And their sizes fit better. And they're cuter. It's just like, Janelle, like, you don't have to have a commentary on everything you're just some mtv right. girl that got knocked up in high school and got a payout from it and man i'm so happy for you but if it wasn't for this you would be irrelevant you don't, i'm pretty sure she doesn't even have custody of the kid that got her on tv i'm pretty sure that kid is with her mother who yeah, was I more famous so. than she was on the show i just feel like i feel like it was a little out of left field like nessa probably shouldn't have said anything in this environment but Janelle shouldn't have said anything about Colin Kaepernick ever period because she has no idea what's going on and, and in current day right now at this moment Janelle Evans actually was fired from Team Mom about a, from a couple of weeks ago um, I don't know if her boyfriend or husband um, I guess they have a dog at their house and the dog like bit or scratched the kids so for that reason not sure why um, the, the, the dad actually shot and killed the dog. So God. obviously in backlash, team mom two had enough of Janelle's issues and they fired her, which she's had one too many issues over the years. It's been one thing after another. So like karma finally caught up to her. So you know what? She's gone from the show and I think it's a great move. But before that, obviously they take the team mom to reunion, probably a while before that should Nessa have said something, I'm going to go against you on this one. 
And I'm going to say yes, even outside for the ratings, which I get obviously is clickbait. I clicked on the Twitter link like when I saw it. <laughs> I was like, hmm, like, what's this about? You know what? It made sense. So outside of the fact that, you know what, maybe or not, was it the right time? It should have been the right time because, yes, it's on national television. Yes, it could be clickbait. But you know what? Sometimes people have to answer for the things that they do on social media. I think the biggest problem right now that we face in social media is people do not have to respond for their actions. They can hide behind a computer screen and make their comments and never have to face those issues. So you know what? Nessa found the time on national TV to actually confront her. And even in a way, it was definitely responsible saying, let's have a conversation. Janelle didn't take it that way. And she stormed off showing how immature she was. So you know what? I don't feel bad that she got called up for it. People need to watch what they say on social media because you know what? It could always come back and be used against you for typing or having Twitter fingers or being thumb thug or whatever the hell they want to want to do. So P I saw a lot of people on my Twitter say, you know what? It's bogus. She shouldn't have said that right now. Wasn't the right place, right time. You know what? Janelle shouldn't have made those comments because you know what? It shows that she's ignorant and could possibly be racist for her comments. So you know what? I don't feel bad for her. She got what she deserved. And shout out to Nessa for actually taking a stand for her boyfriend and uh, making those comments. I want to know how Nessa stayed so damn calm. Like, I'm just thinking, like, if I knew this was going to happen, if I knew I was going to, like, blast some guy who was, like, some girl who was, like, trashing my boyfriend, like, I'd be, like, I'd be, like, getting calmed up. (laughs) And she was so calm through it. And she was the only one that knew it was about to happen, so... Absolutely. Good for crazy. her. I mean, yeah. She definitely was professional the entire time. Obviously, she knew this was going to be on TV and the media. So I think mm-hmm. she handled herself well. So I've got a lot of people saying she shouldn't have done it. I say kudos to her. Uh, all power to her. Yeah. It's like that moment where, like, you're in the shower and you, like, think about what you should have said in a moment. She got to live that. Exactly. Pretty cool. Okay, let's move on. So um, if you haven't been living under a rock, you probably know that there is some crazy stuff going on in the southern states as it pertains to abortion legislation right now. So there was a near total ban on abortion signed into law in Alabama last Wednesday. It's the most restrictive abortion legislation in the country to date. But obviously, Alabama is all over the news right now, but they're not the only state trying to limit the procedure right now. What's the kicker is that this was actually spurred by Brett Kavanaugh's appointment as the fifth consecutive vote on the Supreme Court that put these anti-abortion activists have moved this past bill, and it restricts abortion across the country. So it's not just Alabama. Georgia's doing it. Um, Texas, I saw, uh, Tennessee. There's a couple other states that have their own versions of these new laws that are restricting um, abortion. And some of them, including Mississippi, go as far as saying that if a a doctor um, helps a patient complete an abortion, no matter what the reasoning is, they can spend life in jail. Like they are going for the kill here. And they're basically saying that any fetus that is terminated uh, after it has a heartbeat, which if you don't know, that's about at six weeks, it constitutes as a person and it constitutes as essentially they're calling it murder and they're outlawing it altogether. So most women don't even know they're pregnant before six weeks. It's like fairly rare. I mean, if you think about it, 
that that barely even gives you time to skip a period. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where everybody else is coming back, saying that the heartbeat bill is a total violation of Roe versus Wade, which, as you probably know, is the national legislature on abortion and making it legal. So everything is kind of all over right now. People are sharing a lot of content on social media, talking about their rights. I'm seeing a lot of like pro-choice, pro-life posts. And um, we're seeing a lot of states kind of make their own individual verdicts of how to interpret this law. So that's kind of the catch up. Why don't you tell us your thoughts about all this going on right now? Crazy story. Obviously, I feel like it should always be pro-choice, especially in situations where, you know, rape occurs, anything can occur. The biggest thing about the Alabama laws is very, very extreme. If this actually goes into effect, it's going to make performing an abortion a felony in nearly all cases. There's no exception to allow abortion for pregnancies caused by rape and incest in a law. Insane right there. Under that law, a doctor performing an abortion could be sentenced to 99 years in prison, essentially life, a longer sentence than most convicted rapists get in Alabama alone. If you saw the pictures, obviously, of who approved this or who voted for it, every, obviously, no elephant in the room. Every single person was an older white man. Just shows the times that we are, the fact that it's 2019, and these people who are in their 60s, 70s, probably some 80s, are still making legal decisions for how the country should be run. Very outdated model. What they're not thinking or remembering, and this is the biggest fact in this case, that try to ban abortion in your given state is not going to end the problem. What's going to happen if that person still wants to have an abortion, they're going to find an illegal way to do it, a back alley. Or you know what? They may go to another state where it is legal and still have that abortion. So saying you cannot have an abortion in your state is not going to force everyone to have babies. What is going to do when you make something illegal? People find a way to do that same thing right. illegal another way around. So I think that's a bigger cause of like what they're missing. It's not going to solve the problem. We're trying to force people to have babies for various reasons. And you know what? They may not necessarily be mature or have that baby. Like, obviously, you don't want someone to have an abortion. But things happen in this world. It's 2019. And we got to be smarter. It's a dumb decision. It's going to cause bigger issues. And it's not fixing the problem. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And and I'm, I mean, you're totally right on. When, uh, when I went to the Women's March in Chicago last summer, um, mm-hmm. or maybe last fall, I can't remember when it was, but uh, one, of the women's, one of the women that spoke was, I can't remember her name for the life of me, I was trying to find it, but she basically ran, like, the Underground Railroad of abortions back in the 60s, like, when we were right on the teeter of Roe versus Wade before it became illegal, because women were going to back alleys and killing themselves and that you know what they say like the coat hanger like that's not a joke like women were actually doing that to terminate pregnancies because their parents were literally going to um you know disown them if they had children outside of wedlock or even worse you know and so they were going to all lengths and that's what's going to happen again but i actually was talking to um, my best friend from high school who's coming to visit this weekend 
Um, she mm-hmm. has a master's in midwifery from Emory University, and she delivers babies, and she's just shy of a doctor. She can do almost everything a doctor can do except surgery. And what she says is that her firm where she works, they're in conversations right now, um, very mm-hmm. deep in the legislature, because none of these states are actually going to be able to really pass this law. This is what she says, so I'm only going by what she says, and I'm trying to get somebody from her firm to come on the podcast and chat with us about it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, basically Roe versus Wade is a national law and states can't make legislature that overturns that. So while they're passing it right now, they're going to have a really hard time um, actually following through on these laws because all those, if, if, if they, you know, sent a doctor to jail or tried to for, you know, performing an abortion, he can just come back and sue that that's a constitutional, um, or not constitutional, but that's a violation of Roe versus Wade, which is a national law. So, so while they can pass the laws, they probably will not be able to be acted on it. So that's good. If you've been freaking out about this and if you're really, really worried about it, you know, you can sleep easy to know that they're probably not going to be able to really, really send these people to jail for this. Now, does that make it even more ridiculous? Absolutely. And I don't (laughs) think that it's necessarily a pro-life, pro-choice debate. This is what I'm seeing a lot on Facebook right now. And I've, I've gone and unfriended a ton of people because I can't handle the ignorance, but you know, women that are just like, I'm pro-choice, like I'm because of X, Y, Z. And then women that come on the other end and just start fights and like, I'm pro-life, like you have no right to kill an innocent human being. Like it has a heartbeat, it's a person and this and the other. And it's not a debate of one or the other. The fact of the matter is, is what you said is it's not going to stop it it's still gonna happen and then my second point is that what we're proving to the women in in our country in our states right now is that we care more about children than we do about women because after the children are born we don't care what happens to them we don't have any regulation for foster care we don't help push along adoptions we make everything after birth so freaking hard but we're gonna say oh no 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 you can't have an abortion because you did this to yourself but we don't care about these children after they're born so that's just another thing that i find so ridiculous and then third It's not even just about the fact that the old white men are the ones making the decision. It's the fact that the majority of the people who are pro-life are also Republican and moderate. And all that they preach during the whole Trump election, during all elections, is that they don't want the government to have that much control over their decisions. And this is the government having ultimate control over your decision. So I feel like it's really hypocritical to say that you're a pro-life supporter and then to feel that way and to be Republican and to vote for this because this is the government mandating our reproductive health and choices. And so for you to say, yes, I vote for this, but the government shouldn't have that much say in my everyday life, like you're a bullshitter. And that's how I feel about it. Ah, I love it. You know what? Tell them how you really feel. I do. I always do. <laughs> I knew putting that topic on the list was going to get you going. I knew it. But that's all. No, that's great. <laughs> Spot on. I definitely agree. And and whoever you mentioned to get on the podcast, I think that'd be great. So definitely. Yeah. Up. 
Yeah, she's coming in for Memorial Day. Actually, her birthday is Friday. Happy 29th birthday, Meredith, by the time she listens to this. Okay. Um, and she's coming in. So we're going to try to get somebody in on the podcast to talk about it. Because it is it is a real thing. And people are in discussions about it. So if you've been really worried about this, just know that the chances are of anything really happening are slim. But it's still scary that we're even talking about it. Because it's, you know, it's countrywide legislature that the states are trying to go against. Absolutely. So we definitely want to get your opinions. I'm not sure if you've got a chance to post on our social media, but we definitely will. So we'd love to get some engagement going on that. Um, This will definitely be an ongoing topic, probably before the next year. So in deep down, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's even going to pass. I feel like it'll get overturned somehow. But you know what? I said that and then Donald Trump became president. So you know what? You just never really (laughs) So don't say things because you jinx us. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we'll definitely post it about social and we'll definitely keep the debate up because I also think that with um, some more women running in the 2020 election, this is probably going to be an issue that comes up again. And if you are, I'm not, I'm not saying one way or the other, but like if you are voting for Joe Biden, he's a Democrat, but he's completely pro life so anyway you should probably look at your candidates pretty closely if this is an issue that affects you wow and you know what i had no idea about that yeah a lot of people don't a lot of people figure republican pro-choice democrat pro-life but it's not it's not always the case there we go so we'll be talking about that more and switching gears we're going to get into everything chicago but before we do that definitely have to plug one final time sunset music festival it is finally here in tampa this weekend, it'll be this Saturday, the 26th, and the Sunday, the 27th, at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, where the Tampa Bay Bucks play. There will be three large stages there. The lineup, if you like, like the EDM, electronic music, that whole scene is going to be great. They have a nice, nice lineup, especially even for Tampa. So on Saturday night on the <laughs> Sunset Stage, Zed will be headlining on Sunday, one of the main headliners is Cascade. Also will be there will be Skrillex, Alice in Wonderland, Illinium, uh, Flux Pavilion, Zed's Dead, and so much more. You can still get tickets. GA uh, one-day passes for both Saturday and Sunday are just $99 each. Um, you can still get them online. You can get them at the door. Make sure you bring a lot of water, dress light, drink your fluids, definitely hydrate. It will be well over 100 degrees both days this weekend in Ooh. Tampa, but definitely Memorial Day weekend. I know it's definitely going to be hot. It starts from mm-hmm. 3 o'clock to midnight, so you will be there a while. Please, please, please hydrate. Take care of yourself, but going to be a great time. Obviously, music scene, being outside, summer here in Tampa is going to be amazing. So Alternative Facts Chicago will definitely be in the house both days, so um, hopefully I get to see you all there. But, yeah, can't wait this Saturday and Sunday, Sunset Music Festival. Thank you for having us out. Um, and of course, we look forward to doing more work with you in the future. So, yep, definitely looking forward to that this upcoming weekend. Now, switching to some Chicago news, and I'm glad we're talking about this. You know what? I'm sick of it too. So, stand up comedian <laughs> DL Hughley, sorry Whoa. about that. Obviously, he is actually taking a stand and standing up for Chicago. So, recently in an interview, he said, People all over the country are using Chicago like a whipping board. Everyone is always pointing at Chicago. You can be in Sacramento and people are yelling about Chicago's murder rate, but are they looking at themselves? 
hell no. And the cooler part about it is D.L. Hughley will actually be in Chicago this weekend. He has a couple stand-up comedy shows, I think, out in the Schaumburg area. So yeah. I've seen it a lot. Obviously, Donald Trump has always mentioned uh, Chicago in the media. Many other politicians, entertainers, you, na- you name it, they talk about Chicago in the wrong place. So what do you think about this? Do you think Chicago's a whipping board and doesn't need to stop? Hell yeah, man. I've said this forever. It was so funny when I said that I was going to move here and I was so excited. I was leaving South Georgia and I was going home to Chicago and everyone's like, you're moving to Chirac? Better get a gun. (laughs) And I'm like, have you ever been there? Like, have you ever been to Chicago? No, you have not. And he pointed out in this interview with, it's just so spot on, but he says, you know, the street names are different and the characters may be different, but the things, the same things are going on everywhere. Hell, it's happening in Indiana. It's happening in Ohio. It's happening everywhere. And it's true. There is violence in South Georgia where I lived. It's not just Chicago. And I think we hear about it so much in Chicago because one, we're listening for it, right? Because we are the whipping board and we're, we're trained to hear about it. So it's always news all the time. And we're like, Oh, okay. Another shooting in Chicago. But two, it's a big city and there's a lot of people per capita. You know, there's a lot of people scrunched in to a little tiny, I mean, it's not that tiny of a city, but you know what I'm saying? It's one city and there's a lot of people crammed in and there's high rises like other big cities don't necessarily have. And all the hotels and um, apartments are high rises and other big cities or smallish or cities don't necessarily have that. (laughs) And so like, yeah, there's gonna be more people. There's gonna be more violence. But I, for one, am also over it. Like I'm just over people acting like Chicago is the only place that has race issues, the only place that has violence, the only place that has corruption, because it's not. It's everywhere right now 100 percent. and you go to la you go to new york a lot of people definitely violence and i mean people obviously it's violence per capita so yeah it may add up you know large in chicago because there's more people but even in any city in the midwest whether it's like flint or, or just somewhere else there's definitely going to be a lot of crime in your area and it's so funny i'm glad you mentioned it because like me being a tampa and i say i'm from chicago they're like oh man how'd you live there wasn't crime so bad I'm like <laughs> It's so stupid, so corny. Like, and people say Chirac corny. Hey, it's honestly, corny. it make it makes me cringe. So I feel like, like, like he said, it's just the points where it's just so much in the media. I was in a Twitter argument with this lady from um, uh, Pittsburgh who's only been in Chicago maybe a oh couple times in her life, probably been a long time ago, and she would always revert to just how bad like Chicago is and saying. Like, people should ever go to Chicago just because how bad it is. Like, the crime is there. Like, how would you really know based off of what you really only see in the media? And then she, like, sent me, like, a, um, a, a uh, like something on Google or something like that, a stat of, like, how many murders that they've had. Like, and it, it was just stupid. It was corny. So people just really don't know. It's lame. And I'm glad that D.L. Hughley actually had the chance. And finally, someone is speaking out. Because you know what? It definitely just needs to stop. Absolutely. I mean, look at what's happening in Alabama right now. So, you know, everyone's crazy. It's not just Chicago. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, moving on to another Chicago topic. So former Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel, obviously not our mayor anymore, now is going to stay in the spotlight. He has signed a contract to become an on-air contributor with ABC News. So obviously he knows Chicago. He has been around for years and years and years and has uh, 14 years of democratic knowledge and experience. That was the quote that ABC put out, not my words. So my question is, would you watch him? <laughs> 
him on the news. How do you feel about Rahm Emanuel being a, being a voice of the city yet again? So I think what he's going to do with this angle is he's going to play the nice guy. You know how on his way out the door, he started trying to make some decisions to better Chicago or be in favor of Chicago. And I mentioned this many months ago on a previous podcast. I feel like he has a bigger play in mind for the future, whether it's governor somewhere, senator somewhere, a future presidential run somewhere. I think he's going to use the next couple of years to really paint himself in a positive light. I think a great way to do that for him is being on television on ABC. I mean, he, you know what, whether you like his decisions, hated his decisions, he's a great public speaker and they will make sure he's trained or make sure he's presented in a light that will definitely impress the viewers to get on his side. So I think business wise, it's a great move for him. I definitely think he needs this to kind of repair his image and hopefully he has some great points. He definitely made some crappy decisions while he was mayor of Chicago, but you know what? (laughs) Maybe it necessarily wasn't his choice. His hands are tied. I don't know, but We'll kind of see, so I'm not surprised by this upcoming decision. So I think it's a good career move for him. Yeah, absolutely. I think from a career standpoint, we're seeing reality stars become president. This is definitely the best thing he could do. Um, I'm just wondering <laughs> how how <laughs> good he's going to be um, on the news. I don't know. I feel like he could make a point about anything going on in Chicago and politics or whatever, and the and the the anchors will probably look at him like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks for all the data, man. You will moving on to sports. Like, you know what I mean? Like, anyway, but they trust him. So we'll have to see what happens. I'm sure he'll be like a correspondent. He'll be giving like his opinion. It's not like he's going to be announcing the news, but. No, no, no. no. He's not like going to be that. an anchor. He's going to be the, <laughs> a political correspondent. Probably, Absolutely. probably heavily covering the 2020 election. Yep, exactly. So we'll see how he does. And even speaking of the mayor, obviously Lori Lightfoot was. Um, sworn in, I think, this past week. So shout out to her. Hopefully she does a great job. What I'm hearing is that the city is even more debt than she even realized. So definitely has some holes to climb out of. But you know what? Sometimes new vision, new presence, things can change for the better. So I'm definitely rooting her on for sure. Me too. Okay, moving on to some other Chicago news. So if you haven't heard... um, uh, Morehouse College alumnus Robert F. Smith, who's also a billionaire, he donated uh, billions of dollars to the class of 2019 graduating from Morehouse this year, specifically 400 seniors um, who were graduating from the historically black college and covered all of their student debt. One lucky Morehouse graduate and also Chicago native, Frank Lawrence Jr. Shout out to him for being a Morehouse graduate and for getting $65,000 in student loan debt taken over by Robert F. Smith. Cause that is a freaking amazing story. <sighs> I know for people in college at any point in time, even Morehouse the year before, like what kind of yeah. luck is that is amazing. Like we need more people like that. Think of all the billionaires in the world. If they all just picked a school, picked a university, it doesn't have to be one year, pick five years. It's all right. the debt, the student loan debt people could get out of. I mean, this is just an amazing, amazing idea. I mean, just imagine if you were at that ceremony or graduating and you hear that announcement it, it, it's just incredible. It's almost like you hit the lottery. It's yeah. just something that a problem that needs to be changed because we go through the system of high school and like think, oh, you get to college, you get to college, then obviously how are you going to pay for it? But yet you want to go to that, you know, outstanding division one school 
you put yourself in all this debt, you get a job at a college making only like forty or fifty thousand, but you know what, your student loan debt, you have to start paying that back. You know, it's two hundred, three hundred dollars a month. Just get in a never ending cycle of a hole that a lot of people, some people that I know still even in their thirties are still paying and getting themselves out of. It's the American dream gone wrong, and I think there's a way that needs to be fixed. So in the meantime, shout out to Morehouse. I think it's it's a great feat. It's this billionaire who did this, good for you, using your money for good in the right places. You know what? It's probably not even going to cost him that much in the grand scheme of things. So shout yeah. out to him. I think it's a great idea. And you know what? More billionaires need to do this. For sure, absolutely. This is like, I remember a couple of years ago when it became a big thing when people would go and like, and like pay off the the layaway debt at like Walmart at Christmas. This just <laughs> yeah, took that yeah. to like a whole new level. Like you just made someone's entire life. I'm just, I'm in awe. Like this guy is literally walking out of Morehouse, amazing degree, zero debt. Hopefully come back to Chicago to like do some crap. Cause that's, right. that's awesome. Shout out to this Good guy. News. I don't Great know who he is, him. but. Shout definitely. out to Frank Lord. Yeah, Frank Lord, like I said, definitely do some good with this, make an yeah. impact. Lastly, and everything Chicago, going into the 100th Chicago Bears season, which I didn't even know the NFL or football existed for 100 years, but right. you know what? Here it's we crazy. are. Larry Mayer of ChicagoBears.com released the second half of the top 100 players of the Chicago Bears of all time. On this list at number 85, with a compiling 51 and 51, an even 500 record as a starter in eight seasons with the Bears from 2009 to 2016, is our guy, Jay <laughs> Cutler. He is, although the franchise all time leader in completions, attempts, passing yards, passing yards per game, passing touchdowns, and 300 yard passing games with 16. So, for that reason, should Jay Cutler have made the top 100 list? Man, it freaking hurts me. It hurts me so much. Because, <laughs> like, yes, of course he should have made the list. Like you said, he's got some records uh, where he didn't do us any good. He needs to improve his playoff record for sure. That's what brought all his stats down. But it's just crazy to me that Khalil Mack made the list after one season with the Bears. And so did Cutler. Because, I I mean, I guess, like, before really reading, I didn't even think I would, like, describe him as one of the top quarterbacks of all time. I didn't realize that he had set the records. But, man, doesn't that just pain you to hear that he's on that list? Like, surely in 100 years <laughs> there were not 100 people that were better Bears than Jay Cutler. <laughs> oh, God. Which is nuts. I mean, if you look at the stats, you know, his career, lead, I feel like, has there been 100 better players over time? Looking at those stats and some of the records he's had, honestly, really, you can't say that there are. And honestly, right. I'm surprised he's only 85th. I feel like some lists might have him higher. I think why he is so low is his playoff record. He is only 51 and 51 in his career. He's had some abysmal games, had some amazing games. He's just been a, a polarizing figure for the city of Chicago in those seven years, more for bad than for good. But I feel like it could have went so much better. So like you said, I feel like he has to have been on the list. If you didn't put him in the top 100 with those records, people would have been like, you know, what the fuck? So I feel like they had to do it. But you know what? I'm not a Cutler fan. Most Chicago Bears aren't a color fan, but you know what? Kudos to him for at least making the list. Yeah, I mean, literally, they, like, in the couple articles that I read, people, like, ripped this apart and were, like, so mad that they named him. But when it comes down to the numbers, I mean, it makes sense. But, man, that broke my heart a little bit to say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. That is everything Chicago, everything going on in the Windy City. We'll post these articles on Facebook, too. So make sure you join in on the conversation. Should we move on to Quick Hit? Yes, do it. All right. So Juwan Howard has been tapped as Michigan's ba- Michigan basketball's new head coach, getting a lot of flack from their fan base right now. Behan, tell us, is this a good hire? You know this topic was for me because you probably could care less. I have no idea what's going on. I'm going to let you go, though. So for all those living under a rock, Juwan Howard is one of the players during the Fab Five days uh, for Michigan. When they had Jalen Rose, Chris Webber, it was Juwan Howard, Ray Jackson, Jimmy King. They made, you know, two Final Fours. Um, obviously, Chris Webber had the infamous time out where they, you know, ended up losing the national championship because of it. It's been a lot of drama surrounding U of M basketball. It's where they had some of their banners taken down for accepting money. There's a lot of drama to where Chris Webber is not accepted back into the family in terms of like there's drama between him and the Fat Five, Jalen Rose, Chris Webber, a lot of drama. Even outside of that, Jawan Howard has gone on to have successful. He was in the NBA for some years. Then he has been an assistant coach in the NBA for many years. So the reason that people are giving him flack, I'm just giving you a backstory for those that have not followed the story, is that he has not had, one, any head coaching experience, two, any head coaching experience in college, and three, no recruiting experience. But to all Michigan fans who are hating on him, I'm just going to reference you to Penny Anthony Hardaway, who is the new head coach of Memphis, also had no head coaching experience, but they already had the number one recruiting class for the next season with no said coaching experience. And people are saying that, you know what, he has people helping him in the AAU scene to help with recruiting, this and that and the other. You know what, I get it. At the end of the day, Michigan losing Coach John Beeline, no one was going to be satisfied with who they hired as their new coach unless it was some big-time rock star coach from the NBA like Brad Stevens, Billy Donovan. But you know what? That was never, ever going to happen. We were going to have a little bit of a step back with who we wanted as a coach. And why not start over with someone who is, A, a Michigan man, two, would have passionate for the organization and the culture and Ann Arbor and Michigan. And you know what? He's going to be able to bring in some coaches that can help with recruiting. You know what? He's a good head coach from what you hear. People do respond to him. He is a Michigan guy, and you know what? Why not keep it in the family? So you know what? I've taken a lot of mental notes for people that have been hating on social media. You know who you are. Some of them are listening on this episode, so I will end my rant and say that when the time comes that Michigan is still on top, they may take a little small step back, but they are still going to win. And when that happens, I don't want to hear any of you saying, oh, you know what? I know this is going to happen because you know what? I'm definitely calling your asses out. So go Blue. I'm rooting for Juwan Howard, and I think it was a great move. Yeah. Awesome. I just love that you're pulling a complete Nessa from Teen Mom 2 and like taking <laughs> notes. And then when the reunion show comes, you're going to clap back and be like, show oh, the God. tweets and be like, listen, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait because I know it's going to happen. People, I feel like people on social media or Michigan, even just all sports fans, they feel like they have the answers all the time. Yeah. Especially with front office teams or players or coaches, what they should, should and shouldn't be doing. And it's just like you have no clue where you're talking about you have no idea it's 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 funny it's it's funny to read a lot of time hilarious hilarious moving (laughs) on so in an interview recently lord jamar who's a previous rapper very outspoken on social media he does interviews on uh dj vlad's uh youtube show quite a bit 
him and Eminem always had, you know, a little back and forth beef. But Lord Jamar in an interview recently said that black people do not listen to Eminem and that, in fact, he is a whack rapper in terms of like his cadence, his flow, his music. And over the last 10 years, no one with any type of sense of hip hop plays Eminem, not even in the car, in the gym, in the club at all. Does Lord Jamar have a basis or is he accurate with the statement? What are your thoughts? I mean, I I don't know. I'm not a black person, um, <laughs> believe it or not. I just think it's I just think it's crazy. Like like listening to all this stuff and like I was reading a couple different articles and like fifty cent came back in like Eminem's defense and slammed Lord Jamar and was basically like, Who are you? You know what I mean? Like you're just a cloud right. chaser, basically comparing him to like Soldier Boy. I mean <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I feel like I feel like Lord Jamar is just mad because Eminem dissed him and fall off the Kamikaze album. He's dissed him before, and he's just basically mad because I feel like he's just not as known of a name. And and Eminem's dealt with this his whole career. He dealt with this from the beginning. You know, everybody always just gave him crap at the beginning the same way they give MGK crap now. He's just a white rapper, and they say you know that he shouldn't be listening to him because of this, and he's no good, and he doesn't understand hip hop because of this. And I just feel like at the end of the day like more people know him than know lord jamar whether they're black or white more people i think rock with eminem i mean i don't know why you gotta turn it into a color thing like that if you don't like him don't like him but why why is this the conversation at hand at the end of the day i mean eminem is always a better rapper than lord jamar ever will be and i feel like because of that Lord Jamar has always hated on eminem to call him a whack rapper is completely 100 percent off base. Like you said, he is bitter that Eminem dissed him on his most recent album, as he should because Lord Jamar has taken jabs at Eminem for a long time. In regards right. to do people actually play Eminem in the club, in the car, you know, at the gym, this, that, and the other, in 2019, you know what? You're probably right. But I mean, at the end of the day, Eminem doesn't make music for you to, like, what Eminem song are you going to hear at the club? Like, right. Eminem doesn't really make <laughs> songs for you to go to the gym. I'm not going to bench press to a, a current Eminem song, maybe like an old Eminem song from like, you know, Marshall Mathers LP or something in the back of the day. If I have like a, a, a flashback or a rewind playlist from my Spotify play, I'm not probably not going to go searching for it. But not all rappers make music for you, you to uh, consume at the bar or at the gym or in the club or something like that. Like, Tyler yeah. Creator had a, a, a new album come out. He's probably going to sell about 170,000 copies this week alone. I probably will never hear a Tyler Creator song in the club, in the gym, at the bar, or in the car. Like some people's music just really isn't played for that. They have like core fan bases who support it. So, does the majority of the Hood fan base play Eminem? You know what? He's probably right. Probably not. But you know what? Eminem's not necessarily making music. For that lane, he's making music for his core fan base who have supported him for many years, which is not just nationally, it's globally. You go to an Eminem concert overseas in the United States, he can sell out a stadium, 80,000 people, and it'll be full to the max. So I think his argument's off base. It makes no sense. A lot of rappers you just may not listen to at the club. That has no bearing to make him a whack rapper. Lord Jamar right. is 100% hating, and he takes an L on this one. Yeah.
Absolutely. I just like how you how you said where you weren't going to listen to Tyler, the creator. It sounded like a Dr. Seuss book. Like, I will not <laughs> listen to him at the bar. I will not listen to him in the car. Um, anyway, yeah, I just I just feel like he made it about color. And that just makes me mad. Like, why can't you just like, I mean, like, music has evolved. Like, Eminem's sound is different. Obviously, he's not, you know, going to, like, be mixing his songs with any EDM anytime soon. It's not like right. get turnt music. Like, he did no features with... Lil John and the Eastside Boys, like, just let him be his <laughs> Silly. It's so silly. I am with you. Moving on. What else we got? Yes. Basketball, NBA Finals. They are nearly here. Of course, we got Golden State waiting to find out if they'll go up against Toronto or Milwaukee. Um, it's been a cool, it's been a cool series. They just Toronto just tied it up last night, two to two. Do you have any idea? Is anyone gonna be able to beat Golden State? Honestly, no. And, and we said that, obviously, you know, episodes ago before the playoffs even started. Right. It, it feels like it's just clearly Golden State season. Kevin Durant's been out, and they have not missed a beat. They've almost played mm-hmm. even better. Even in the series against Portland, where I guess they trailed more times or for longer periods of time in the series than they led, there was no game where I felt like there was even a question of them losing. They were down by 15-plus points in multiple games, and I still knew that they were going to win. So at the end of the day, playing without Kevin Durant, without DeMarcus Cousins, and you're still fine. Obviously, Golden State is going to be fine, even with Kevin Durant's back. I, I don't think Milwaukee, this will be their first playoff finals, uh, even like Toronto, their first NBA finals, even though they do have Kawhi Leonard. There's nothing that they can do. Like, Golden State's chilling right now, resting. They'll be at full strength for the finals. It's 2-2 right now in the uh, NBA Easter Conference Finals. So if that series goes seven, they have no chance one way, shape, or form. I'm just hoping it's a good series, a close series, because I do not want to sweep. But you know what? No way. It's over. Golden State will be NBA champions yet again. Yeah, I mean, we've both we've both said that for the beginning. Um, honestly, I was actually really surprised at how well Toronto played last night and that they came back um, to beat Milwaukee like in the fourth because they were trailing the majority of the first half of the game. Um, I think it was all because of Drake's amazing cheerleading that has pissed off like everybody. Everybody is <laughs> mad at Drake and his courtside demeanor, but I was watching it at a bar last night and just laughing because like every camera just went to him like it would go straight from the court to drake and he was just so hyped so um hopefully hopefully he can continue that and it'll be toronto golden state but golden state's still gonna win i agree with that so we will see what happens this next story is funny i put this mainly for you because i know you love <laughs> amazon amazon prime but ice tea obviously everyone knows ice tea <laughs> uh the actor and rapper tweeted recently that he almost shot an Amazon driver who was creeping up to my crib to create uh, to complete a delivery because the driver had no signifiers of who he was. So um, in an article on USA Today, um, Ice-T did have a quote. He had a tweet recently saying, message to Amazon. Now that you have a now that you have regular people making your home deliveries, maybe they should wear a vest with Amazon delivery on it. I almost shot uh, MF were creeping up to my crib last night. <laughs> Obviously, Amazon responded saying that they're making changes and evolutions coming. So this is an ever-evolving thing. Would you shoot a person for creeping up at your house? I know you love Amazon, Amazon Prime. Is this going to happen to you? 
No, it's not going to happen to me. But also, I don't live in the kind of house that Ice-T lives in. Um, for one, like, I live in a in a three-flat, so people don't come to my door and creep. They come to, like, the outside door. Um, also, I pretty much track all my Amazon Prime packages, so I know when I'm getting things, and I know when there's some people at my door. And also, I live in Chicago, and there's people walking down the street all the time. So this isn't <laughs> really an issue for me. Um, but I will say that, um, I will say that if you, the the point of the Amazon Prime right now is that anybody can do it. You get a van and you can, you can go, here you go, go deliver some stuff. So if they start regulating things and like giving them uniforms and giving them this and giving them that, you know, the price is going to go up. So shut up, Ice-T. That's how I feel. (laughs) Hey, you said it. You're big with Amazon Prime, so. I am. I am big on my Amazon Prime. I am a spokesperson. They should sponsor us just for how much I use Amazon Prime and how much I just absolutely praise it because it is the best. I would not be the best the best freaking godmom that I am, like my godchildren, they know that their presents are going to be there on time every Christmas, every birthday, every everything because I have Amazon Prime. That's the reason because I would never, ever, ever send them anything if I had to bring it home and wrap it and then pack it and then send it. And that's the I fact. I hear that. That is the fact. That's a fact. Okay, that's my soapbox. <laughs> Moving on, the BET Awards have officially announced their nominees. Um, who is going to be named? So, I mean, there's obviously just like a ton on the list, but let's talk. Um, what should we talk first? Best male hip hop artist. We got yep. 21 Savage, Drake, J. Cole, Meek Mill, Nipsey Hustle, or Travis Scott. Who you got? So, obviously, we're not going to go over every single category because there's no, a million no. of them. But I feel like these were two of the best categories and two that were the closest were almost in the past year. Probably any one of the, what, six can win. So, who I think is going to win because, obviously, unfortunately, Nipsey Hussle passed. It'll be a great tribute way to finally give him yeah. um, a BET award. So, he'll probably will win, and that's okay. I wouldn't be mad at that. But who should win? I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go Meek Mill because he got out of prison. He's had a great past year just with his music. His album did very, very well, so well. Had a lot of good songs. He's back touring. Got rid of Nicki Minaj. Just seems to be in a positive space to where (laughs) his career is kind of taken back off again. He's friends again with Drake. Has no beef. So I'm going Meek Mill. I feel like he's had the best calendar year of outside of Drake. I mean, you're never going to beat Drake, but I feel like Meek deserves it this year. Who do you got? Um, I can second that. I think Meek deserves it, but I think it's going to be Nipsey Hussle. Has I don't to really be. see. Yeah, I mean, I don't see them going another way, but I can actually agree that Meek Mill deserves it. But absolutely. Yeah. And then album of the year, we got Cardi B Invasion of Privacy, LMA LMA album, Meek Mill Championships, The Carters Everything Is Love, and Travis Scott Astro World. That's a tough one. Yeah, Astro World was a good album. Who who do you got? I'm gonna let you go first this time. Man, Astro World was a super good album. Actually, Ella May's album was really really good. It was one of my favorite albums of the year. But I think it's gonna be the Carters. Everything is love. Oh. Um, that's who I think it's gonna end up coming down to. Meek Mill's Meek Mill's championship championships album was really good. But I think it's gonna be the Carters. Maybe Travis Scott, but. I feel like they're going to go with Beyonce on this. 
and I hope you're wrong. Like it was, it was a good album, but honestly, and, and don't kill me, you know, Beyonce fans, the Bayhive, Jay Z fans, amazing. <laughs> but th- that was a very forgettable album, and, and and people were hyping up this past year. I don't know, it just didn't do it for me. I know it's more mature vibe, and I get it. You know what? It, it just wasn't for me, but it was good. I think who probably should win for the fact that her album, the longevity, the singles, how it kind of elevated the career. I know you're going to hate say you're not a Cardi B fan, but honestly, realistically, this past year, I feel like Cardi B probably has to get it. I mean, not to say that bar for bar, song for song, it was the best, but the impact that it's had, all the singles, the fact that she's still touring, she's still doing songs off this album. Think Cardi B should get it uh, uh, for this past year, but I, I can see if Travis Scott gets it. Meek and I, and I can see why people would choose Beyonce and Jay Z, but I'm going out and limb, and I'm going Cardi B on this one. First of all, I was a Cardi B fan. I want to correct you. <laughs> I was a Cardi B fan. I don't rock with her anymore because I don't support her personal decisions. Fate. Fine. That's that's fair. So we'll see. Uh, I think it's coming up what in June. So we'll yeah. definitely be talking about it more. Then, and I know we're going to be talking about this one next, a little bit later in the episode, in kind of the week. But now <laughs> that Game of Thrones is over, what show will people obsess about now? I don't know why you're asking me this. I have no idea. What show no, do you think people are going to talk or are going to obsess? I, about honestly, now? I, I don't know either. I put a, a Facebook status up, and so many random shows. People like like Insecure. There was some other shows. Obviously, Power. But I feel like people people love power, but just didn't obsess with it. I feel like it was just another level of obsession with Game of Thrones. One of my recruiters at work said she nearly called in the day after the oh final Game God. of Thrones to digest it. Like, what? No, no, no. I I don't know what's going to happen, but I hope, <laughs> I hope no one obsesses over a show like this ever again. Because you know what, people? It's just television. It's not real. <laughs> it's just not real guys so you I love television yeah but actually but i love television it's more like realistic or like reality touch of it television or sports or movies the game yeah. you know we talk about this the game of thrones is and the avengers it, I, it just doesn't do it for me you know what i'm not going to go down this this down this rabbit hole again i've gotten in trouble for it the past couple of weeks people text me like what you don't like you already bashing game of thrones oh my God, no oh, yes i'm done but you know what i hope nothing <laughs> You know what? To be honest, like, at the end of the day, neither one of us watch Game of Thrones. But to be honest, like, man, I, I hope nobody ever obsesses over a TV show the way they did over Game of Thrones. Because, man, it is pretty cool. It is pretty cool that in all the ways people consume media and television these days, like, I don't even watch TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, I only watch, like, Netflix and Hulu. I don't even watch TV. I don't have HBO. Um, so it is pretty cool that it brought everybody together like that and everybody can obsess over it because there are so many different options. So that is cool. Will I think that it'll ever happen again? Probably not just because of how many options. I mean, it was on for a decade and in that decade, like how much more have we seen come out and it's only going to get bigger. So I don't know if it'll ever happen again. You know what I mean? I agree with you. Hope not. Yeah. Well, I mean. I personally don't care, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. So DJ Khaled dropped his new album, his 11th studio album this morning, Father of Assad. Um, kind of been a big deal. Everyone's already been tuning in. Have you had a second to listen? 
It wasn't this morning. It was last Friday, but close enough. Oh, oh, yeah, same thing. Sorry. <laughs> Shit, I know. Close enough. But, yes, I did get a chance to listen to the album. And I will say, obviously, it's just so feature-heavy, but obviously, he's DJ Khaled, so he has to be. But I think he did a great job of who he mixed features with. And I, I like this album better than the last one. Like, he has a song called Wish Wish with Cardi B and 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. Love it. Song Just Us with SZA. Love it. I love how he used Meek Mill on this album. I love how he used Big Sean on this album. I love the feature with Travis Scott and Post Malone, two heavy hitters. Dope feature there. Um, the Nipsey Hustle, John Legend song. Great tribute there. So I feel like what DJ Khaled does well is he finds a way to get the best out of the features that he has. And he uses heavy hitters. But you know what? I feel like he has a way of making it work. So thumbs up on the album for me. I like it. It was not the best album of last weekend. But you know what? I think he did a great job. And obviously, with that happening, he'll just keep making more and people will keep consuming it. So shout out to DJ Khaled for that. For sure. What? Well, I mean, when you talk about features with him, though, but like, I don't, I mean, like you forget, like, he doesn't sing or rap. I mean, he hardly produces. His DJing days are like way behind him. Like, he just kind of like, He's like a hype man nowadays. So I feel like anything he does, he just goes, we the best. And <laughs> whoever is on it feels like they're the best. Like, I feel like he, he just drops albums to, like, you know, hype other people. So anyway, it's going to have to be fe- feature heavy. Oh, what was the best album that was dropped last week? Um, I, saw, I actually got a chance to listen to Tyler, the Creator's album. And I've never really been a huge Tyler, the Creator fan mm-hmm. in the past. But I actually got a chance to listen. I was like, because my boy, Ryan. Um, my homie Ryan, who listens to the show. So hopefully he hears this episode. I appreciate hey, him Ryan. for the feedback. He was like, listen to the album, because I think he made a post about it. Checked it out. You know what? It was actually dope. So it, just, it actually was a better just all-around album in terms of beginning to end, how the songs flow, as opposed to just DJ Khaled just films like a compilation album of artists making songs together. So right. this is just a better conceptual album. So shout out Tyler, the creator. May or may not listen in the future, but you know what? For the time I did, I think the album was pretty dope. Cool. I'll listen to that one, too. Probably won't make it through DJ Khaled's whole album. He's not really my jam. You definitely won't. Yeah, he's not He's not really my jam. Like I said, he doesn't. I mean, he's he's cool. He's the best, but uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get up out of here, but first, we're going to do our clown of the week. We got some good ones this time. And recently, obviously, you know, we had our sponsor from the shy on Showtime. So we appreciate being part of that sponsorship. It was great. Got a lot of good feedback from it. But man, it's unfortunate that now with the positives of the show, it gets re, you know, signed for a season three. We have to announce that Jason Mitchell, who was the actor Brandon on the show, has been fired from the shy. And because of this, he is unfortunately my clown of the week. So if you have not heard, he has not only been fired from The Shy, he's been fired from another show um, that was coming out on Netflix. He's also been dropped by his management team, and he's also been dropped by his agent for various complaints of sexual misconduct on The Shy, on other shows, and many, many other situations in the past. If you watch The Shy, his girlfriend on the show, I didn't know this. I don't think anyone knew this, but it had gotten so bad to where there were many, many scenes that they had together to where her real life husband had to be on set in the studio to make sure nothing happened because she felt 
that uncomfortable being around him. So wow. for someone to not necessarily only get fired from a show, and obviously we know what's going on in Hollywood over the past couple of years, people getting in trouble from Bill Cosby, so on and so forth, but to get fired from a couple of shows and then to your management team and agent, for them to drop you, that means you definitely have been doing something much deeper than the sexual misconduct allegations. So, man, he really messed up a great opportunity. I loved him on the show. Honestly, I think he was a big part of why the shot has been successful. What they do going forward, whether they recast his spot, they kill him off or say he left, I don't know what they're going to do, but definitely a huge loss. And Guys, just keep your hands to yourself. I don't know why people have an issue with this. You should know if you have the opportunity with the girl to do certain things. If you just don't have that opportunity or if the feelings aren't there, you know what? Just don't do it. And I've had to say this to people in real life on social media and on podcasts in the past. Like it just shouldn't be happening. So you are really ruining a situation. This probably is going to prevent you from getting other gigs in the future. And you had a great situation with the Shire, which is a very successful show. So sorry, homie. But unfortunately, you are my clown of the week. Man, that's crazy. You would just think, like, with everything going on right now, like, these people would be more apt to, you know, research, like, look at what they're doing and, like, why it's wrong. It's just crazy to me. But anyway, sad. He'll be missed. Um, not by everybody, but by some people. Um, okay, so moving on to my clown of the week. Oh, you already know. It just goes out <laughs> to these fans. I can name a couple. My friend Katie Holsty. I'm going to tell her to listen to this so she'll know. She's the prime example of somebody that has been a dedicated fan for 10 years to Game of Thrones. She bought merchandise. She did not shut up about it. She urged me to watch it and made fun of me when I didn't because everybody else did. And lo and behold... She was really freaking upset on Monday morning that her decade-long Game of Thrones show came to an end with a six-episode season. All of them were anticlimactic from what I've heard, and now they feel like their lives are over. So my clown of the week is all the Game of Thrones fans that were just hanging on the hook for the last decade, making fun of everybody that didn't watch it, and now their whole world were shook on Monday because not only was it over, but apparently it was a terrible ending, and now all they're going to do is continue to talk about it, and I'm just going to continue to see memes, and they're still going to be upset that their lives literally were just like a joke for the last 10 years. I'm so sorry for you guys. So y'all might have turn. You know what? Most shows finales, series finales, he said The Sopranos was bad. There's many other shows. I feel like all series finales never live up to expectations. So right. they weren't going to be happy no matter what the hell happened at the end. Absolutely. But apparently it was really bad from what I've heard. Apparently it was like really, really bad and everybody is really mad. So that made me laugh. <laughs> so mad. And people were saying how it was sloppy, like some of the production or editing or like people had shoes and like current time that shouldn't be seen. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a lot. You know what? They're probably like happy that the show's over in terms of like the, the producers of the show. Just so right. people don't have to complain anymore. Right. Absolutely. Anyway, I bet they feel really bad about their lives. I would. <laughs> They'll be okay. hundred <laughs> percent. Man, this was great episode. A lot of fun. Yeah. We miss you all. No doubt about it. So we're going to get up out of here, man. Episode 90 is next week. What do you guys what? say about that? 
Um, I like 89 better because that was the year I was born. We already talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We already <laughs> talked about that. So, everyone. 90. That's crazy. Safe. It is crazy. So, be safe this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy yeah. yourself. Be safe. Get out. Take a breather from work if you don't have to work. But always be safe. Stay hydrated. For and sure. enjoy yourself. So we'll You stay hydrated at sunset. Man, I will definitely. I'll probably be a lot blacker than I already am. But you know what? That's okay. <laughs> I will enjoy it. So we'll definitely be back next week for sure. But we love you all. This has been episode 90 with B-Hun. And Kate. And we are out. We'll be out next week. We love you. Bye. Peace.